0: Welcome to Your Church and the Law, a special edition of the Minister's Friend podcast with John Kimball and our guest, David Bedanza. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church leaders navigate the challenges of leading the flock. This special series of 12 podcast episodes is offered to help you and your congregation learn about and to think through some really critical legal considerations facing churches in today's America. Our guest is David Bedanza, a pastor and attorney in Massachusetts who specializes in church law. Welcome to Episode 8 of Your Church and the Law. Perhaps the most critical consideration facing churches today is the protection of our children. What are some best practices in selecting those who will watch and teach our most precious church members? And what are some things local churches unwittingly do that can put our kids in harm's way? Do all local churches need to do background checks? In this eighth segment of my interview with Pastor and Attorney Dave Bedanza, we talk about child safety. There's a lot to consider in protecting and ministering to those who are 17 and younger.
1: You know, really the next issue, which is a hot button, is child safety. Yes. So... There are lots of things that um, are here, but one of the most egregious things I think of late is the posting of children 's pictures on the internet yes, you know uh, are you getting the consent of the parents to do that posting the pictures of children on the on the Facebook side of the church or the uh, website of the church very important to get the consent of the parents. And I know uh, most of my church clients on their websites, they'll use stock photography rather than actual Mm -hmm. photography to avoid that whole issue. Yeah.
0: And and that goes all the way up through the youth too. It's not just little children. People don't think about the youth, but anybody who's under 18, honestly, you've got to do that.
1: Yeah. And of course, um, a written child safety policy should be part of your bylaws or an attachment to your bylaws. Some of the familiar uh, principles of that are that our children are attended by two unrelated adults. We you know, a six-month waiting rule. Uh, church is one of the few places that predators can have access to children really easily, in some cases, yes. tragically. And so the six-month rule, you know, that no one can serve in those ministries, children's ministries, unless they have six, month, six months of meaningful involvement with the church or maybe even membership in six months yes. yeah. of involvement. We want to have quarry checks or, or, you know, criminal offender checks of folks. And now we have a national uh, sex offender registry board yes. that we can put a name in there and, um, and check it out. Now the thing that um, you have to be mindful of is not everyone that is an offender has actually been caught. Right. So we shouldn't get um, too comfortable with a national um, sex offender registry board, you know, and what do you do when you find out that someone is a sexual offender, uh, maybe a level three or something of that nature. Um, One of the things you might want to do is if you can, your particular state is to contact that person's probation officer or parole officer. Sometimes they won't talk to you depending upon the state you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, you know, the very first thing you want to do is talk to that person directly. Sure. And see if they will, uh, Disclose to you what uh, their issues are, um, and then what we've had is, you know, we've had level threes and churches, and we've not let them just freely go about the population of the church. But we've balanced that with ministering to them. Mm-hmm. Remember what the what the states are saying with these registries that. A level three is highly likely to reoffend. Yes. Some people say, well, you know, you can be redeemed. Absolutely, of course. But um, I'm not one of those that believes in instantaneous sanctification. Uh, <laughs> well, and, cool. and
0: just because somebody's been redeemed doesn't mean you put them back in a position where they could possibly offend again. There's other places they can serve.
1: Exactly. So one of the approaches has been with in those situations is actually to uh, attach um, an elder or a deacon to that person and say to them, look, this person's going to be with you wherever you go in the church. We've also had churches that say, you know what, what we're going to do is we're going to have you be a recipient of, a period of time of private ministry of the word, not in the church population. Uh, I've known one fellow that went through it for about a year. And I think he benefited tremendously from private ministry of the word, Mm -hmm. not in the church population. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he went off, but after a long period of time, you'll kind of find out why someone's there. Are they there for illegitimate reasons or, or not so regular pastoral counseling then you have to really i think with child safety is your reporting policy most states have clergy and church workers as mandated reporters Mm -hmm. who have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to contact the department of children and families or whatever it's called in your particular state um and then what are the exceptions to that? In Massachusetts, we have one exception, and that is the confession of sin. And that is really because we have a Catholic legislature. We, we have, you know, confession, I guess, still happening in Roman Catholic churches. But it, there is an aspect of it in, in the Protestant church as well, although, you know, it's probably fairly rare. Hmm. Um, the other part of that is, do you have that mandated reporter report that to someone who's then in charge to report that to the authorities? Mm-hmm. How do you handle the media? Yeah. You, you don't want to cover things up. You know, How do you handle reporting it to the family? Those are major issues. And you know, I'll tell you something. Um and I may come off as being I don't know, strange or weird. But if you have a male without children seeking to work in ministry with very young children, yes. It's a red flag for me. Yes. I I usually have great reservation. If it's a male who has a family, that's a different thing. But a male who doesn't have a family and wants to work with young children raises really an inquiry. Yeah. And you'll find statistically that most of child sexual abuse is as a result of males'
0: So when you you talk about a a written child safety policy, um, and I think it's an awesome idea, where would a church go to have something like that? Do we go to our insurance companies? Or who who would provide something like that, at least as a framework for us to start with?
1: Oftentimes you will find your insurance company that will have that, particularly those who do um, insure churches. Yeah. Some of the bigger some of the bigger uh, brokerages or insurers. But insurance companies usually want to um, distribute, promulgate those type of policies because, you know, it, it lessens risk and therefore lessens claims. Right. So it's a good first start.
0: And then also the, uh, the background checks. There's some, you know, one of the things that I've heard from a lot of pastors is they're so worried about the cost of background checks, but there are legitimate companies out there that do even the federal background checks for a very reasonable cost. And, um, I'll, uh, I, I have to check into it. I want to make sure that we, uh, we can talk about specific companies, but there's one that we use. That's extremely reasonable and has been very good to work with. So we can Mm -hmm. put some of that information in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's probably not a, bad practice that if a visitor starts to come that you run that person through the national sorb you know and just get i i typically do it um just to see if there's anything there that i should be aware of
0: now when you're doing a background check on somebody do you have to get their permission first with the national
1: sex offender board uh no okay So, um, the other uh, part of this, too, is if you do have a um, child safety issue or event, how do you disclose that to the congregation? You know, do they know about it? Do they not know about it? Mm -hmm. Very, very important.
0: Thanks for joining us for this special episode in the series, Your Church and the Law from the Minister's Friend podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. There are 12 topical episodes in this special series. Be sure to listen to the others. They're available on all the major podcast platforms. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. If you have questions concerning how these topics relate to you and your congregation, please see an attorney who is licensed to practice law in your state. Thanks again for joining us. May God bless you and your church family with great fruit for His kingdom.